Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR. I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge. Looking forward at 2019 takes me to a bunch of articles that started becoming more and more prominent at the end of 2018. And those articles were about batteries. And as we spoke about GM shutting down in Oshawa and their move to electric cars, and then Volkswagen has released their desire for electric cars, Volvo has also started to throw out dates where they will be going with electric cars. Massive change, massive impact. And one of the topics that keeps coming up from listeners' calls and texts is the batteries are worse than the fossil fuels. They're harder on the environment. Where do the batteries go? We're going to end up with this gigantic battery mountain of toxicity. And so I thought, let's look at that. Let's look at where do cars go? How is it changing so quickly that these companies are at least claiming or marketing that these changes exist in the world? And joining me now from the Super Awesome Science Show is Jason Tetro. Jason, are we crazy? Are we just being marketed to? How does this work? Oh, no. I mean, we, we know that we've got to get rid of fossil fuels. One, they're not going to last forever. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people yelling and screaming at me. But, you know, we're starting the year off right, right? Well, let's, let's, let's also clarify that when it talks about fossil fuels, that doesn't mean not using oil in products and all those different things. It's the, this is simply the, the, the conversation about burning fossil fuels for energy. Yes, and I, I think one of the things that we have learned is that we can do it better without having to use combustion. And we have been doing it better for, I think it's now been about 80 years. I, the, the, the first use of electricity to propel something has been around for ages. It's never really taken off, though, because batteries by themselves, just have never had the same punch, the same power, and the same lasting effect as you would see from gasoline or some kind of uh, fossil fuel. So that's really been the problem. We're now at a point where we can develop batteries that have the ability to match and even outperform what you see from a fossil fuel propulsion engine, or as we like to call it, the internal combustion engine. And I think the sort of premier version of that happens to be one of the Tesla Roadsters, which has something called, I think it's the ludicrous drive, in which you can go from like zero to 60 faster than any Porsche. Yeah, and it's, it's competing on the supercar level because the torque at the wheels is so far beyond because that's where there, there's no loss of power through the, the, uh, the powertrain. No, exactly. So imagine the idea of, you know, a battery that's delivering power directly to uh, the wheels, and you can see how that's going to actually give you that propulsion, that movement. 
the question is, of course, how long is that going to last? Is it is it one of those things, Jason, where like the fact is, is that the the electric engines can be right at the wheels, and so the powertrain is a big part of that. Is it imagining that if we could take a V eight and have a V eight attached to each wheel, we would probably generate just as much power? But that's just not reasonable due to size and then the fact that it is combustion. Well, I mean, have you ever actually driven a V12? I have, yeah. Oh, my God. That's incredible. It's, it, it just takes you into a completely different realm. The problem is, is that, you know, you're pumping out 150 bucks every time you go into the gas station, yeah. which is a heck of a lot more often, too. Yeah. So, so the idea really is, um, how can we get all that power, but also not have to constantly be charging? And when we talk about gas, you know, we're talking anywhere from maybe, uh, you know, 300 to 800 kilometers. Um, but when we're talking about electric, we're really only talking about, you know, 100 to 300 before we've got to recharge. And that recharge is not a matter of standing, you know, at, at the pump and, and doing it for five minutes and, and then being on your way. Sometimes it's going to last about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So... The real issue that we're facing at the moment is how do we get batteries to be able to, you know, provide us with a long level of life as well as being able to charge incredibly fast. And how far away are we from doing that? Probably summer of next, uh, probably summer of this year. Really, uh, eh? Yeah. Uh, we have what is now known as a solid state battery. You see, all the batteries that we have right now uh, that are rechargeable have a liquid in them. And that liquid is what is the problem in terms of the length of time for charging. If you can change that into a solid, solid state battery, then the amount of charging is just going to be a couple minutes, maybe 10 minutes, simply because all you're doing is you're just pushing everything back into place and then starting anew. Now, though the solid-state battery technology has been developing for the last decade, but it looks like it's going to be ready for prime time sometime next year, and we may even see the first cars based on solid-state batteries happening shortly. And so that's why, uh, at least you can reasonable to assume, that we're starting to see car companies now have confidence in that fuel supply. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that is really interesting and and this kind of goes to the idea of weight and, and volume is that when you're dealing with just a regular sort of liquid flow battery, it has to be about 70 kilograms before it gives you even remotely good propulsion. When you're dealing with a solid state battery, you're probably dealing with about a one-tenth of the weight to give you the same amount. So then you can just put on a little bit more. You're going to get increased propulsion. And before you know it, a battery that's based on a solid state technology is not going to be much bigger than, you know, your engine. And it's going to be able to give you, you know, thousands of kilometers as well as a very fast recharge time. How toxic are the batteries? Well... You have to understand, when we talk about the toxicity of batteries, it's really due to the fact that most people take batteries and they throw them out and then they end up in landfills and stuff like that. When we start talking about larger batteries, such as the ones that we deal with uh, in cars, you have technologies that are able to be, um, you know, you can use technologies in order to recycle them and reuse them. So I don't think we're really going to have to worry about that. And when we start getting into solid state, the lifetime on these suckers is incredible. 
so we're going to have less of them to worry about. Uh, and again, because it's solid state, there's no liquid, so you can easily take care of whatever's in that component to be able to break it down and then reuse it somewhere else. Absolutely remarkable. And just for everyone who's listening, thank you for that. The the um, the point here is nothing more than burning fossil fuels in cars. Um, we always get the defensive text messages, and I appreciate that very much. As a kid who grew up in Fort McMurray, uh, that says, you know, you know, oil and driving, and how can you? No, no, it's not about that. And it's just about the fact that how do we be more efficient? Because oil would be involved, frankly, in some of the products that wrap around the batteries and everything to do with the cars and the plastics, anyway. So um, that's not what we're talking about. Remarkable story to think that you know we are that close. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, think about it. Calgary has the first and I think maybe the only totally devoted electrical car dealership, Go Electric. Hmm. And uh, apparently he's doing really well. Uh, And he used to be an oil patch worker. Oh, that's funny. So the fact is, is that when you have someone who used to work in the oil patch who's decided that, you know, electricity is the wave of the future, well, that's probably a really good, um, you know, omen for where we're going to go. I do want to say one more thing, and that is where we are today, at the beginning of this new year, we are still in a position where half of the population still want gas. So it's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon, all right? We're talking about having to go from gas directly to electric. We're going to talk about a generation. Well, and there's also the fact that some of those electric cars for a small compact are $60,000. Yeah, and while we still have yet to see the type of incentives that California and other states that have mandated these you know, zero-emission vehicles. Um, it will be coming, but it's still going to take time. And, and the thing is, is, I don't know about you, but when I'm driving, I still see gas stations. I don't see electrical recharge stations. Yeah, I see a few at the mall, really. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.